What is up, y'all? You are checking out the World of WWE podcast. I am Ant, and I'm joined by my two amazing friends. Co-host, as I am the champion, Macho Man Dan, of course. For another, like, week. <laughs> we'll see. Here he goes again. <laughs> What's next? You're gonna complain? Oh, Daniel's results already. So I'm gonna just take something I don't consider it actual. Um, sorry, I got lost. I got lost there for a minute because I was listening, but I was like, kind of like <laughs> dazed off for a minute. Uh, yeah. And Carlos, you introduced yourself too, right? Yeah, Latino okay. Heat, Carlos. Great, Latino Heat. And we are officially on the countdown now for our name change, which will be taking place. It will officially pop up on YouTube on February 22nd, and it will also pop up on the different uh, podcast streaming platform you're listening up. We're going to become the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast. And with that, we are not only covering WWE and NXT, but we are also covering AEW, Impact Wrestling, and many other promotions. So get ready for that. And we have new co-hosts that you will be meeting as well coming soon. But us here at World of WWE Podcast, we are staying the same course. Carlos, Dan, and myself are still covering everything WWE. So do not worry about that. So we are live in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma for WWE SmackDown. It is live from February 4th, 2022. A sad day for me, but going to honor my grandma, who I lost this weekend with our recaps. I have to find something to do to honor her in our recaps. I don't know. She was a big Roman Reigns fan, so... uh, she would be happy with the start of SmackDown this week because the Bloodline showed up, along with. Should we do a? Should we do a? Should we do a ten-second bell? I don't know if I. <laughs> <laughs> I think my grandma would be like, "Get on with it." <laughs> Get on with the show. Already. Let the show go on. I can't. I can't say this. You guys will laugh at this. Whenever, like back in the day, before. Ding. Before the. <laughs> Ding. He's an asshole. Before the women's revolution, <laughs> before the women's revolution, like back when there were like the bra and penis matches, my grandma would sit there and be like, This isn't wrestling. And she'd be like, This is wrestling. Even now, she's like, Oh, those girls, they're such bitches. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. I'm like, yeah, I agree. I'm like, they go at it. Like, she she loves it. So, rest in peace, Graham. This 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 episode's for you. And every episode's for you. And everyone else that has passed, this is for you. Anyways, sorry. So, the bloodline of Paul Heyman come down to the ring. And Paul wants to acknowledge the truth. This is no conspiracy. Uh, he goes, uh, history and the trajectory of the entire industry unfolded before our very eyes on december 17th paul said that he made the biggest mistake um i told rome i told what was it he says i told roman reigns 
that he needs to be protected from Brock Lesnar, and Paul got Superman punched for that, and Paul deserved it. Uh, he says that Brock Lesnar needs to be protected from Roman Reigns. Paul Heyman trashes Brock Lesnar some more until Goldberg comes out. He comes out and he basically challenges uh, Roman uh, Reigns for the title Elimination Chamber, and he says, of course, you're next. So, my question for you all is, are we excited to see Goldberg versus Roman Reigns at Elimination Chamber? And we'll start with Carlos. I'm so excited. Like, God. Is that it? Greatest match ever. Uh, Carlos, I am sorry, but I could not disagree with you anymore. They're just doing Goldberg for the Arabia money. Come on, bro. Awesome. Yeah, what are your results? This match is going to be 10 out of 10. Oh, my yeah. God. What? It's not. Yeah, I know what? it's not. Being sarcastic. Go after a WWE title, my guy. Like, leave it alone. Come on. Like, this man always has to come back and ruin everything, and they want to put their top guy against someone that could possibly injure him. What the fuck is WWE doing? Who knows at this point, man? I just hope I just I just hope and pray the guy it's a ten second squash match. Spear. Ten second squash match. Like they did with Sammy, Sammy Zayn. Just like Roman speared the shit out of him and then put him in the guillotine. Done. So I, I had to be sarcastic for a minute, you know. It's fucking Goldberg. No, nah, but Goldberg has to come back every time and ruin everything. And why is it always a fucking title match? And it tends to always be like Saudi Arabia, and that's because, like I mentioned before, the Saudi Arabians are Saudi Arabian money. But not only that, like I told you guys, they wanted to fucking Yokozuna and the Ultimate Warrior last year, and they don't know that fucking Goldberg hasn't been cool since 1999. Um, so I, they I can't, I can't really. I like the person Bill Gold. Bill is cool, but Goldberg, yeah. He can stay home. It's just like the way I look at it. The way I look at it is it would be like as if John Cena kept showing. Don't don't, don't put John Cena in the same conversation. Don't you dare put John Cena in the same conversation as Goldberg. I will because Goldberg was the face of WCW. John Cena for a long time. And it's weird for me to say it because I thought my entire life – John Cena was the face of WWE. So what I mean by that is that Goldberg doesn't want to hang up his boots. He doesn't want to push other people. You know, he, he oh, usually always wins. John Cena was different than that. He knew, okay, I can come back for big money matches like Roman Reigns and Cena. That was a big deal. Since then, he hasn't been around because he comes when it's special and he needs to. Goldberg was the face of WCW because that's really all there was. And he was good at in WCW at the time. He came back in 2003. He did, a, you know, a, a year there, left in 04, came back in 2016, I think it was. And ever since then, it's just been okay. We're in the month of February. We're going to Saudi Arabia. Let's put Goldberg in a match. Um and I think that's why a lot of people don't like him either. So, if you... so basically what they did, they fired Shane for Goldberg pretty much. What do you mean? The the plan was to have Shane McMahon in the fucking main event of Summer's of Elimination Chamber. It was most likely going to be Shane McMahon versus freaking Roman Reigns. But 
remember that that same Friday it said they 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 urgently they Goldberg is coming back immediately. See, but, see what I'm getting at there? They they fired Shane McMahon for Goldberg. But even so, Shane McMahon isn't even a reliable opponent. What does Shane? Oh, well, at least he does fucking spots. Like he would have had a couple spots here and there, and Shane McMahon can actually fucking wrestle. Yeah, but that's the same thing with Goldberg. Shane McMahon can compete for a good eight minutes, and then after that, it's just him sweating like a pig, and that's it. Bro, no, oh my god. I, mean, nah, I, I don't know. I prefer I prefer Shane McMahon any day. Yeah, like I, mean, I gotta. I, I kind of have to agree with Carlos. I'd, I'd take Shane McMahon over Goldberg. I anyway. like, look at that under that, that Undertaker, that Undertaker and Shane McMahon match on the cell. That was fucking great. Sure, my but Roman is not Undertaker right now, right? I know, but like it could have Roman could have Roman could have at least like made him made Shane look strong for a little bit, or like put a couple. Yeah, there. but I think if he made Shane look strong, Shane is in his fifth late forties, fifties. If Roman Reigns is getting beat up by Shane McMahon, then that's a joke. You know what I, I'm saying? My opinion: I'll prefer I'll prefer Shane over Goldberg any day. No, I agree with you. What I'm trying to say is, I would rather see a a more worthy opponent. Is my thought process on it? Well, like like you mean like 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 that one one thing though that I hate about WWE that WWE does lately, like they have people in storylines, and then like 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 for example, Seth Rollins just fought Roman, right? Ended in a DQ. Then they just forget about it. Seth doesn't even like ask to go for a rematch. Like they just forget about it. Like they, they just throw it in. Like, like they could have continued the storyline on, but like they, that, WWE's been doing that a lot lately with a lot of people. This would like uh, for like Biggie. Biggie loses the title. He doesn't even get a rematch. He just goes to SmackDown to attack team. Same thing with Kofi Kingston. He lost to the Brock. He lost to Brock. Never got a rematch. Never. He just he just floated back into there. Like, why the, does WWE does that? Like, the they, best ending for this, in my opinion, would be like you know, like you said, it's bullshit that Seth has been taken out of the equation, just like out of nowhere, right? Like, it was but a DQ. What if WWE's plan all along is to do that, right? Get him out of the equation, make us not think about him. Maybe he wins the chamber, and he says, you know what, and or and or he's added to the main event just because. That would Bobby, save the main event for me, at least. Bobby Lashley's definitely losing that title elimination chamber. I just don't know to who. But I don't know. Okay. I, I, I don't know if I could bet against Brock anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know if I could bet against Brock anymore because, because it seems like it, – but it would, it would be weird if they're going to have Brock win third pay-per-view in a row by him ending the show. But you never know. Well, we do because know – At day one, he ended the show at day one. Or Rumble, he ended the show – and then he'll imagine him ending this show, too. I don't know. That's like talking about Roman Reigns opening up every fucking SmackDown. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, he's the face of the company right now. Well, we'll get He is the top guy. You can't get me wrong on that. He is. I, listen, he's my grandma's favorite. He's, he's, getting, he's, getting, he's getting the top guy, the top guy treatment right now. He's in the top. He's in the top five longest reigning champions of WWE history right now. Yeah, he's fighting fucking Goldberg at Eliminator. Man, man, don't they got you? Don't even look at just this. Look at the other opponents. <laughs> he's he always has something against Roman Reigns, huh? No, you can't just give where the credits do. No, it, but but you're getting it wrong. I'm not attacking Reigns. I'm attacking the fact that they're booking him against Goldberg, and they're going to make Goldberg, who's about sixty years old, beat up Roman Reigns, and that would never happen. 
There is no way that Roman Reigns. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's gonna be. I don't even think Goldberg's gonna get a hit. I think it's just gonna be a squash match. I hope it is. Then that's pointless. If they're gonna put your age, so they gotta. They gotta have Roman look strong somehow. That would be a good way to make. Okay, so you you would be okay if they did a squash match because yeah, they make perfectly fine. Okay, okay, perfectly fine. I would rather see. I'll be, I'll be ecstatic. I would rather see that, but knowing the Saudi fans, they're gonna make it. Apparently, Goldberg's thing is almost up. It'll probably be like an eight minute match. Because remember, Goldberg and the Undertaker was a was like an eight minute match too, and that. Sure. Danny, you haven't really spoke. I, I, I'm just kind of like letting you two argue it out. I'm going to sit this one out and wait till the next contest. You guys have to see our fiery text messages during the pay-per-views. Those are, well, not where they fought <laughs> special attractions. I love it. That's and you should, like, you should like screen record <laughs> Yeah, like screenshots. Just post it on YouTube. We like say some of the like, but I love it. It's great. We go at it. Um, so yes, we do know that at Elimination Chamber, Brock or not Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns will defend the Universal Title against Goldberg. Next, we have Ridge Holland with Sheamus taking on Ricochet with Cesaro, and the match starts off, and Ricochet gets the quick win after a code breaker. We come back to SmackDown, and it's now a tag match. Sheamus and Ridge Holland versus Cesaro and Ricochet. A lot of cool stuff going on. The end happens when Ridge Holland lands a northern grit on Cesaro to get the win. So we're going to talk about the match. My question is, do you guys think this feud between Cesaro and Ricochet against Sheamus and Ridge Holland finally over, or is there more to come? I think there's more to come, but I hope it's over soon. I know. I hear you. How about you, Dan? Uh, Carlos? And Carlos is no oh, longer. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> we're talking about the the the, the taxi match, right? Yes. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like Ricochet and Cesaro, like they're they're just. I'm happy they who, – who won the match first? I think Ricochet won first, right? Yep, Ricochet won the singles, and then Holland and Sheamus won the, uh, the tag. Yeah, I was happy about to say that Ricochet got the singles match, but I didn't think there was, like, a point to turn into a tag team match. I had, like – I don't know. I didn't really care about the – I was happy Ricochet got the window for that. Can I talk shit for one quick minute? Um, talk sure. Why the fuck wasn't Cesaro – Only a minute, though, when Anthony – they used everybody, but they did not use Cesaro. Why? He wasn't in the match? He was not in the men's Royal Rumble match. Oh, you're talking about that. Another one, Finn Balor, too. Finn Balor, yeah. What's yeah. going on? What well, obviously, obviously, I heard that Vince McMahon officially lost all hope in Finn Balor. But, like, yeah, I heard, but, like, dude, like, that's on you when they go to other companies and put on a fight. Like, I was watching that this will be coming out soon. Extreme Valor is better off in NXT. Probably. This will probably be premiering this weekend on Sunday. I'm doing recaps of the Broken School sessions. And the first Broken School session was with The Undertaker. And one of the things Undertaker said was when he was in WCW, somebody told him, like, no one would ever pay to see you wrestle like there's no point in you even trying to do this because no one would pay to see you 
stone cold. He said that in 95, 96, he asked before he lost really 16, he asked if he could have a shirt. And they told him, we don't think you're marketable enough. We don't think that people would buy a shirt with your face on it. Wow. So, I mean, you know. Boy, were they wrong. There you go. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. he could have an opinion on Finn Balor. He said, boy, were they wrong. Yeah, they were. And a lot of these, and like Undertaker said that that's part of the reason why he didn't leave WWE when they were going through all the struggles of the Attitude Era. I would have, I would have, I would have popped if uh, Finn Balor would have won the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I would have too. Like that, I don't that, care what would have, what I would have done with that, I would have had Seth win the Universal Title and Finn Balor win the Royal Rumble. Then they have their their match that they were supposed to like. When, like you know, Finn Balor got hurt. Oh, you mean like a, like a rematch from like the first yeah, ever yeah. Universal Championship match? That that would have been good. I would have liked that. That would have been cool. I would have liked that. Yeah. Like at, at night, at night one, night one, maybe at night one. Cool. Yeah. I just, you, do you guys one one question though? Do you guys think do you, do you guys think the women are gonna make that one of the nights again? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I hope the Becky match does. Whoever Becky fights, I hope she does. That's not gonna happen. You think Ronda is? Oh no! Yep. You know, oh, I, I know. I okay. Oh, when we go to the main event, when we go to the last segment of the show, I have a lot to say. But okay, let's let's continue. Let's continue. Okay. Um, One thing about that Charlotte, that Charlotte segment, I gotta like, I gotta like dig into. But you got let's continue. One last thing about Cesaro and Ricochet. The only other thing I'm gonna say. This is the only other time. Well, for this match, I'm gonna slam WWE. You don't need to keep doing the rivalries these guys Sheamus and Cesaro have already fought like they don't need like for example Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens these fuckers fight every other year and we're supposed to care about it why was there a need for Sami versus Owens at last year's mania it did nothing for either of them it's so for me seeing Shane. I mean, they could put on a good match, but like WWE just didn't book it right. No, and I'm not because I mean, also, if you think say. about it, if you think about it, the match only happened because they had nothing else to put on there, so they're like, screw it, just throw it on. It's always, it's always a good show when they fight, it is, but I rather it was like a last thing. Then have it be an afterthought. Because if you think about it, guys, aside from what has happened to them since that match, have they really done anything like that history making in WWE since that match? No. No. They've just gone down a mid-card again. And so my thought is instead of keep instead of doing the same rivalries over and over and over again, have someone new fight Cesaro. Somebody maybe like Ricochet. Have Ricochet turn on Cesaro. Have do something different. I'm tired of it. Now oh, Rich Holland wants to defend Sheamus. Okay. I'm really sure. But anyways. All right, moving on. The SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos come down, and Jimmy Uso is gonna be taking on Eric with Ivar of the Viking Raiders. We know that Elimination Chamber, the tag tiles will be on the line. The Usos defending against the Viking Raiders. But this is another quick match where the Uso or Jimmy Uso got the win after an Uso splash. And uh, my question for you guys is, do you think the Usos will win at Elimination Chamber? Bueller? Um, yeah, I see, I see them holding it to a little bit after WrestleMania. 
Okay. How about you? I think this is like building from to like have their. I mean, they had they had a WrestleMania main show match before, but like I think this will be like their biggest one. Mm, okay. Because they they I always mean, ended up, they always ended up on the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Truthfully, I really never gave a shit. And it's like they're so over right now with the crowd. I think so. And like it'll be cool, you know. Dan, you don't give a shit about the Usos, or you don't give a shit about the match, the tag match. I mean, the Usos, here's the thing with the Usos. The Usos used to be, okay, like, back in, like, 2014, the gimmick work was great. And then, you know, they started to get boring. Then they came up with a new gimmick. Worked for a while. This new gimmick started to get boring because it's the same shit. The only thing different is they're with Roman Reigns again. I don't think that worked for them. That's just me. They're good wrestlers. Don't get me wrong. Just, I don't know, they were never like gimmick. technically like, like with, with Roman Reigns. Like they were always. Yeah, like, they technically were back in like 2016. Like, not, like, not like not like always, always. Like they were like they would like see each other. They would like, yeah, like, honestly, together, like every once in a while. But like this, like nowadays, like they're always together. Like they're like an official team. Okay, but can I also say this? The Usos with Roman Reigns make the Usos look like his bitch boys. I'm just saying. They they make Roman look so strong, but they don't make themselves look strong. You know what I mean? Like, like am I making any sense here? I, I mean, they, 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 they've been winning matches on their own. Okay, g- cool. But, th- like, with always being around Roman Reigns, you clearly see Roman's the dominant cousin. Like, you never think, I bet Jey Uso could be Roman Reigns. No, nobody ever thinks that. If they were always on their own constantly, I think, I think they could be a lot better. But that's me. That's just my me. take on it. I think is. Give me a second, guys. Okay. Yeah, my take on this is that I don't mind them being with Roman Reigns but they need to have another storyline as well if they're going to be the tag team champions. Their storyline can't just be, okay, we're going to fight the number one contenders. They have to have enemies in the tag team division. It can't just be, oh, we're with the bloodline, we're tag team champions, that's it. They have to have another worthy tag team. The New Day issues, that made sense because they already had issues before the bloodline, but I do get your point in the sense of everything since they've been with Roman Reigns has been pretty much Roman Reigns driven. If Roman wants them to fight, that's why they're fighting, you know, or if they have a title match against a random tag team, there's no real rivalries going on with the Usos aside from them just fighting whoever Roman is fighting. But all right, moving on. Next, we have Natalia taking on Aaliyah again. And Aaliyah nails a cool Hurricane Rana and a Dez press with punches. And then Natalia lands a discus clothesline. And she sends Aaliyah into the railing. And then Aaliyah actually tosses Natalia into the railing. railing. (laughs) And uh, Aaliyah ends up sliding back into the ring. As the ref counts to 10, meaning Aaliyah gets a countout victory over Natalia again. And Dan, the champion, my question for you is, do you think, and this is for Carlos too, do you think Aaliyah is worth this little push that she's getting in her wins over Natalia? No. 
I I don't really. Do you I don't think... see why they're doing it in the first place. Like, are they trying to make me think that she's a big superstar now because she'd be an Italian? No, I, I'm sorry, but Natalia just has no. She doesn't really have much credibility to me anymore. Like yeah. they've kind of destroyed her character. At this point, the only reason she's kind of barely even relevant is just because she was because she's uh, what what was his name uh, Natalia. Well, like because Bret Hart's her uncle. That's the only reason oh, she has any Natalia. Okay. Well, yeah. to be fair, listen. To be fair. Natalia does have three Guinness World Records. That's not a false, you know, it's not like it's a storyline, it's a real thing. So she does have, you know, beating Natalia. Okay, all right. Even still, I just don't, I just don't see many, too much credit behind her. Like, okay, she won the Divas Championship. When's the last world title she held? The last time she was women, okay, so she was women's Not women's tag team. When was the last time she was an honest, like, Singles champion. That's over five years ago. Mm-hmm. That it, it it doesn't do anything for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I hear it's you. just like okay. But what about Aaliyah though? Do you think Aaliyah is going to go far in the women's division? I guess is my question. Do you think she did? if she gets a better gimmick? Possibly. Okay. If okay. she gets a better gimmick. Okay. How about you, Carlos? We're talking about uh, Aaliyah defeating Natalia by countout, and if we think Aaliyah deserves this little push that she's getting over Natalia. I mean, I like Aaliyah. They're building up somebody new, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's like WWE needs. But, um, you know, Natalia's a veteran there. She has really nothing to lose. Like, losing a match to, to Aaliyah doesn't really do anything to her, you know? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. All right, next, Drew McIntyre comes out, and we know that he surprised everyone and entered the Royal Rumble. He's happy to be back, and then, you know, just talks about the Royal Rumble match, and then Happy Corbin comes out, and he trashes Drew McIntyre. And as Corbin is talking to McIntyre, Madcap Moss runs in from behind, but McIntyre has his sword and uses it to send Madcap Moss uh, back and he pretty much says Moss tell me some jokes and Moss starts making fun of McIntyre uh, and then Drew ends up uh, nailing him with a claymore so my question to you guys is do we want to see McIntyre versus Madcap Moss again and do we care about this happy Corbin Drew McIntyre storyline I'll throw it to the champion nope don't give a shit I think they should end this terrible feud or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Now, it's not doing anything for anybody. Honestly, if, it, if you ask me, it makes Drew McIntyre look like complete crap because he's going against the jobber. Mm. Okay. Tough words from the champion. How about you, dear, uh, Carlos? Um, yeah, I agree with Dan. They need to end this like ASAP. But I do, I, I do enjoy that. Like, I do think Baron Corbin should have still like bum-ass Baron Corbin. I, I think I like that better. I just don't get why they're making him fight Madcap Moss instead of Happy Corbin. I get like Madcap Moss has been attacking him, but Corbin was the one who orchestrated the attack. Why not just go after Corbin? I, I think they're. I think they I think like they're. They're trying to say like Drew has to go through Madcap Moss to get to Baron Corbin. But he's already beaten Madcap Moss. He beat him at the pay per view two months. What was it? Fat, what month was it? Fat, or day day one. Remember, he beat Madcap Moss. Then he got injured. 
Yeah, but so because he got injured, he needs to prove himself again. He already beat Madcap Moss. I guess. Well, moving on, we Hmm. then get to see footage of Sami Zayn getting kicked out of the Jackass movie premiere. And then that leads to the Intercontinental Championship Skate Nakamura with Rick Boogs defeating Vinder Mohal with Shanky. And I did not really give two rats ass about this match. The question to you guys is... By the way, did, did Rick Boogs really cut his hair? Yeah. My question he is... He sure did. Do Who do you think is going to win the Intercontinental title in two weeks? Sammy or do you think Shinsuke is going to retain? See, that really depends on what's going to happen in the future. Are they going to feud over the Intercontinental title? Is Sammy going to go on and do some crap with... Uh, What's it called? Uh, what's his name? Johnny Knoxville. Is that what they're going to do? Or are they going to continue to do that crap? Like, what are they going to do? It really depends on what WWE wants to do. Okay. If if they want to continue the jackass storyline, Sammy's probably going to lose. If they don't and they actually want him to do something meaningful, he would win it. I would like to see Sammy win it, truthfully. Okay. How about you, Carlos? Um, I'm going to say my prediction for the match. For that, for like when we actually do the, the predictions. Okay. All right. Uh, some couple backstage segments. We see Sony Deville and Adam Pierce. They tell Naomi that she's not going to fight Sonya next week, but she does have a title shot against Charlotte Flair on SmackDown. We then see Natalia. She challenges Aaliyah to a dungeon style match, and she's about to attack Aaliyah, but Zia Lee comes out of the women's locker room and Natty backs off. We then go to our tag match, the New Day, defeating Los Lotharios. Nothing really special here. My question is, again, I asked this before, but I'm going to ask it again. What's next for the New Day? Or is it going to be the same? See, again, really depends on what WWE wants to do. Are they just going to continue with New Day basically doing nothing relevant or are they just gonna are they actually gonna do something right with them for once well, not for once but like you know they're finally doing something meaningful with them mm-hmm. I mean I hope to see something good with them okay and how about you Carlos I think that this match really helped them love so Carlos like prove that they can go like with the best I don't know with me I mean I thought the match was okay Mm-hmm. Like they, they, I think they proved themselves a lot. All right. Okay. And the new day, I don't know. I think they're just gonna keep like having like um, matches on SmackDown, but I'm thinking like they're gonna find their way back to the SmackDown Tag Team Champions somehow, some way. All right. Maybe at WrestleMania. Uh, but like, I don't want to see the Usos in New Day again. Like, I'm getting tired of it already. Well, someone's gonna have to lose the titles if the New Day is gonna challenge. It's either going to be the Usos or the Viking Raiders. Who knows? But what I do know is we're going to be right back after this short break. Stay tuned because we are going to announce Ronda Rousey's official challenger for WrestleMania. Stay tuned. Yes, thank you for staying with us. You are checking out the World of WWE podcast. We are available on all platforms, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are streaming. We're also available on YouTube, World of WWE Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like, and hit the notification bell. 
do all that good stuff. And we are now at the end of our SmackDown episode and the WWE SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair comes down to the ring and she claims that Sonya Deville told her that Becky Lynch claimed that it will be Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey for the Raw Women's title at WrestleMania. Uh, so then Charlotte Flair congratulates, congratulates Ronda on being a mom. And Charlotte says, I'd be worried for Ronda if she chose me. And then she asks the fans who she should pick for her WrestleMania opponent. And then Charlotte says, I choose Sasha Banks. And Boom. Says, right there. Yep, she challenges Sasha. She before. said it. What happened? She said it. Okay, so she challenges Sasha, right? Before anything else can happen, Ronda Rousey comes out. And Ronda says that, you know, she won the Royal Rumble, and being a mom has changed her. She came to teach her, Ronda came to teach her daughter the family business of kicking ass. And Ronda says, you're not special, you're first, I'll see you at Mania, bitch. And then Charlotte holds her title in the air, and Charlotte says, this title is my baby, and she is prettier than yours. And then Sonia gets in Rhonda's face as Rhonda tries to go after Charlotte. And Sonia says, I'm in control. Da -da -da -da. Well, Rhonda didn't care. Rhonda nails a Piper's pit. And she locks on the arm breaker on Sonia, pretty much breaking Sonia's arm, it looks like. So my question for you guys is, did Rhonda make the right choice to fight Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania? Or should it have been Becky Lynch? My opinion, I don't think this is fair to Sasha at all. Mm -hmm. because, Charlotte, because Charlotte did because Charlotte did challenge Sasha first. Yeah. So she shouldn't she shouldn't just be lost in the shuffle just because Ronda decides to oh yeah, I want to challenge Charlotte. Like okay. who knows what could happen, but I don't uh, no, I don't there's something fishy about this. Okay. All right. So you think there might be more to the story? Yeah, yeah. Ronda. Okay, okay. All right. I can dig mm. that. How about you, Dan? Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, there's two possibilities I see. I see I, I see a Charlotte winning because, oh, look at me. I'm the golden child. I'm going to beat everybody because I'm Charlotte Flair. I but prefer Charlotte Flair over Ronda Rousey any day. I don't know. Oh, hell no. I beg to disagree with you on that, Carlos. I beg to disagree. But um, anyways, um, uh, what was I saying? Crap. You were talking uh, about two ways of either options, either Charlotte. Yeah, or a. I can see, I can see, uh, a Charlotte winning because again, I look at me, I'm the golden child. Or B, I can see Ronda winning because you know they did bring her back for the Rumble and all that. So it's like really, if WWE wants to, they very well could. Even and what about Sasha? Well, Sasha has gotten enough opportunity, if you ask me. She's had she had the title last year. She didn't come back for her match, but then too bad. But Charlotte did challenge out. Sasha first. Okay, and just because she challenged her, what made her very worthy of it? Okay. Well. I'm I mean, it's saying, not her to, fault. To me, it's, it's the writer's fault. The writer haven't really had her on TV lately. Okay, but uh, did she win the Royal Rumble like Ronda Rousey did to challenge her? No, but Charlotte did challenge Sasha. 
Okay. Okay, but again, again, what did Sasha do to make her to make her worthy? Uh, okay, so I see I see what's going on here. Okay, so here's what I think is happening. Carlos is saying that because Charlotte Flair said I challenge Sasha, that is Charlotte's word. And she is champion. But what Dion is saying is, yes, Charlotte did challenge Sasha. But what did Sasha do to merit Sonya Deville saying this match is official? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the gist of that. But I think, in my opinion, what I could see happening, I mean, I could see anything. I could see them doing a triple threat. Having it be Ronda, Charlotte, and Sasha. Okay, but again, what makes Sasha, Sasha was really supposed to be Ronda a couple of years ago? When? I think, I think to answer your question, Dan, and this is going to be like a shitty answer, and Carlos, don't take offenses because this is not an attack on Sasha. I think the reason why is because there's no one on the SmackDown women's roster. Okay, fair enough. I, I take what you're saying. But, I mean, there, isn't Bailey coming back eventually? They haven't said anything about it. And at this point, we're still early on. We still have another month, a month and a half to get through till Mania. We're, and there's no March pay-per-view. So it's, it's going to be the Elimination Chamber, and then we're on to Mania. Um, yep. so who knows what could happen in those weeks? Bailey might show up by then. But as of right now, it looks like Ronda versus Flair is going to mean event WrestleMania. I mean, yeah, yeah, I I see why you're saying that. I also agree with that should happen because I mean at least Ronda did something that you know Sasha didn't do. But <laughs> um, look, Carlos, this is not an attack on Sasha. I'm just thinking about this logically. What technically did Sasha do to make it worthy? She disappeared for the summer. She, she hasn't done anything, but it's not really her fault. Like, just the writers haven't the writers haven't had anything for her. Like, okay, if they have nothing for her and they want to do it, give her something to do. Like, if if she, if they did, then they'd be like, okay, yeah, then that's kind of bullshit. Ronda should have gone against uh, Becky. And I think Ronda versus Becky makes a lot more sense because Becky's the one who pinned Ronda. And then okay. have Charlotte versus Sasha versus Sasha. I, I guess, yeah, sure. <laughs> <clears throat> I think the problem here is, again, WWE is dropping the ball. Don't even do that little storyline of having Charlotte challenge Sasha if Sasha's not going to be a part of it. Have Charlotte just be Who knows if she's going to be a part of it? Like like you said, there's still a whole month. Yeah, I mean, she could be added to it, but as of right now, it doesn't look like it. But in a couple of There's no way that they're going to do that fast fast. Knowing Sasha, how how um, how do you say like um? um here's what I could see happening. Like, she, like she she won't she won't stop till she gets what she wants. Sasha first. Here's what's gonna happen. Sasha's gonna be pissed. She's gonna say I did the title match. Ronda's like, well then fight me. Sasha's gonna lose to Ronda, and that's gonna be it. And then Sasha's gonna be out of the picture. That's what you I. Got I fig- you got it all figured out, huh? I hope that, and I'm not saying because I don't think so. I think Sasha is better than Ronda, but knowing WWE, that's how they're going to fix that little problem. They're going to have her lose 
to Ronda. So then, okay, you lost Ronda. Now you really have no chance of competing for the women's title. If she doesn't get a title match, I hope I hope her and Bailey go against Carmel and Zelina and win the tag team titles back. Hmm, that could be interesting. Well, if, they, if if Sasha doesn't get in the main in the main card, curious speculation. Well, everybody, let's go over really quick our favorite moments of the night, and then we will say goodbye. I'll go with late champion first. What's your favorite moment of SmackDown? I can't really. Um, I guess Ronda challenging Charlotte. Unless we have some confirmation of what's going to happen. Okay. How about you, Carlos? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the same thing. Yep. My favorite moment was when Charlotte said that. Um, my baby is prettier than yours. I mean, that that was some strong words to say to someone who will break your arm in an instant. But, you know, Charlotte Flair. But thank you for tuning into our SmackDown recap. We'll be dropping our Monday Night Raw recap as well on Sunday. So be prepared for that. Thank you for checking out SmackDown. We are on the Rose Hill Animation Chamber. And then that's our last stop to Wrestlemania. Everyone be safe, be good, and yeah, we will see y'all soon. 1929. Bye. Bye.